morning welcome to another episode of history under your feet today we take a look at the life of madam bikaji mama revolutionary leader and close associate of p savarkar a truly remarkable lady who designed the first one of the very early versions of the indian national flag born on september 24 1861 into well to do parsi family in mumbai her father sorakji patel was one of the city's leading merchants and educational mist philanthropist too Though the recipient of English education, she had strong nationalist feelings from a young age and was a born rebel, a polyglot who used a flair in different languages to advocate the cause of Indian independence. Married to Rustam Kamma, one of the leading lawyers of Mumbai at the age of 24, however, her marriage ended in divorce, with her husband's pro-British leanings clashing with her own nationalist ideology. While he felt that the British did a whole lot of good to India, she, on the other hand, felt there were no more than exploiters who looted their country. Madam Kamma plunged into social work to forget her unhappy personal life and when Mumbai was hit by plague in 1896, she volunteered her services. Unfortunately, she too was affected by the deadly disease and her health broke down. Though saved from the plague disease, she was considerably weakened and was advised to go abroad to recover and left for London in 1902, which would also be her home for quite a long time before she returned back. It was in London that Bikachi Kamma met Dadabai Naroji and inspired by his ideals plunged into the freedom movement. She also began to meet with other Indian nationalists like Shamji Parma Lala Hardal and soon became one of the active members of the movement. She began to publish booklets for the Indian community in England propagating the cause of Swaraj. March forward we of India India's Indian she definitely declared. She also toured US where she gave speeches on the ill effects of British rule and urged Americans to support the cause of India's freedom. On August 22, 1907, she became the first person to hoist the Indian flag on foreign soil at an international socialist conference at Stuttgart in Germany. It was also her way of drawing global attention to the British oppression in India. The flag had eight of lotuses representing the eight provinces, flowers representing the princely states. Vande Matram inscribed in the center of the flag was designed along with Veer Savarkar and Shamji Krishna Verma. It's now on public display at the Maratha and Keshari Library in Pune. And when she unfurled the flag, she boldly proclaimed, "The flag is of Indian independence. Behold its pawn. It has been made sacred by the blood of young Indians who sacrificed their lives. I call upon you, gentlemen, to raise and salute this flag of Indian independence. And in the name of this flag, I appeal to free lovers of freedom all over the world to support this flag." The British could not stop her, in spite of the best efforts. They asked her to give an undertaking that she would be allowed to return to India only if she stopped taking part in national activities. She had refused point blank and preferred to stay in exile, fighting for India's freedom from abroad. Having bought mind of the plot to finish it off, she shifted to Paris, where, along with Singh Rao and Prabhupada Rana and Munshir Shah Bajaj Gautrej, she founded the Paris Indian Society and began to mobilize the Indian expats living in Europe for the cause of Indian freedom. Her Paris home became a refuge for revolutionaries across the world, including Lenin. It was over the association with V. Savarkar that would be the most notable aspect of her life. While he stayed at a Paris home during his exile from the British, she was the one who gave him all the support in writing his epic work on the first war of independence in 1857. When no English publisher came forward to publish the book, it was Madame Kema who got it printed in the Netherlands and got it smuggled to India using Tonfix suit covers. When the British banned Vande Matram, she started a magazine with the same name. She also started. Another magazine, Madan Stalwar, the memory of Madan Lal Dingra, who was hanged by the British. Though banned in India and UK, Bikaji Tanda managed to smuggle the works to Indian revolutionaries and leaders over in Europe. When Savarkar was arrested by the British and deported to India, she planned his daring escape in Marseilles. 
However, a delay in reaching the port meant Savarkar was caught by the police and sent back. There was something she could regret her entire life and never quite forget herself for this. The British requested the French government to extradite her, who however refused to do so. The reprisal from the British for her assistance to Savarkar in plotting the escape was swift. They seized all her property in England and she had to live in exile. Lenin invited her to the Soviet Union, but she refused. However, in spite of all the British harassment, Madame Kamanova wavered in a stand at all. When World War I broke out, she refused to support them and asked the Indian soldiers, would you fight for someone who changed your motherland? But with France now becoming an ally to Britain in World War I, it meant Bikaji Kama had no safe haven. An exiled out of Paris made to report to the police station every week. The French government took crackdown on the Paris India Society. Rana and his whole family were deported to Martinique. The Paris India Society was forcibly, forcibly disbanded by the French government. She herself was placed under house arrest in Portiaux, where she had to report to the local police station till the end of World War I. She was also a vocal advocate of women's rights, felt that the women had an equally important role in national building. You must not forget the hands that rocked the cradle also built persons. Do not forget the important role of women in nation building. However, Bikaji Kumar, women's rights were secondary compared to India's independence. She felt that once freedom was obtained, women's rights would come by themselves and would wait. When India is independent, women will not only have the rights to vote but other rights too. Her later years were painful spent. She spent most of her time in exile in Europe till 1935 until a paralytic stroke forced her to come back to India. And with the help of Sir Jahangir Kawashi, and she finally passed away on August 30, 1936 at the Parsley General Hospital. A truly selfless patriot, Madame Bikachi Kamam, bequeathed most of her personal inheritance to the Awabai Pritate Orphanage for girls and women. Salute to a truly remarkable lady.